The last five psalms, Psalm 146 through Psalm 150, each begin the exact same way. Praise ye the Lord. As we enter the season of thanksgiving and praise, Scott is walking us through this crescendo of praise, a study he is calling the Hallelujah Chorus. In our busy lives, we must make time to praise the Lord, not only for what He's given us, but praise the Lord for who He is. And when our heart is filled with praise, we are ready for worship. Let's join Scott now for today's study. When was the last time you heard someone just say out of a a sincere heart and a, a joyful spirit, this word, hallelujah. Uh, When was the last time you said it? You know, it shouldn't be strange for a child of God to want to praise the Lord. In fact, it ought to be the most natural thing in the world. Uh, Not just natural, supernatural, because the Lord's done such a work of grace in our hearts that gratitude should well up on the inside. And I'm not talking about some forced, worked-up kind of uh, religiosity. There's enough of that. We, we don't need more emotionalism and, and shallow, uh, sentimental-type religion. No, I'm talking about the heartfelt uh, praise of a child of God that just can't help himself, can't help herself. In other words, you praise God not because you have to. You praise God because you want to. Not just the habit of praise, but the spirit of praise ought to characterize the child of God. We're studying through the great hallelujah chorus of Scripture, these final psalms found in this amazing book of praise. And we've made our way now to Psalm 149, and it begins, as you might imagine, with these words, Praise ye the Lord. Let me read all nine verses to you, if I may, today. Psalm 149, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, This honor have all his saints. Would you say it with me? Praise ye the Lord. Literally, hallelujah. What an amazing psalm this is. You know, every time I read the psalms, I'm reminded, of course, they're actual songs. And though we do not know the tune of these songs, we do know the tone of the Psalms. This is a beautiful thought. Uh, you know, the, the ancient Jewish people, uh, the, the tune of their songs, their melodies would have been perhaps a little different uh, than what we're accustomed to in our world today, in our culture today. And yet, though the tune may not be known, the tone of the Psalm, especially this Psalm, Psalm 149, is what stands out. It is a tone of joyfulness. It is a tone of victory. It is a tone of praise. I'm talking to you today about the power of a hallelujah. Now, we're going to come back to this psalm. I hope you'll spend some time this week in Psalm 149, and not just when we're studying it together, on your own time. Read this psalm. 
Uh, pray your way through this psalm. Meditate on this psalm. Uh, I want to walk you through Psalm 149 and show you what praise brings into the life of a believer, what it brings into the world and to the people of God, what it brings to the Lord. There are many powerful things that praise does. Uh, but today, let's just get this fixed in our thinking, that there is not only power in prayer, there is power in praise. Uh, for years, I heard people say there's power in prayer. I believe that. And, of course, the power of prayer is not the power of our prayer. It is the power of the God that we are praying to. So it's not my words that brings power. It is Almighty God. I'm weak, but he's strong. I'm nothing, but he's powerful. Well, the same principle is true in our praise. It is not that our praise is so wonderful. Surely our praise is is not nearly commensurate to his greatness. It's not, it's not worth what he is worthy of. Uh, who could ever attain to that? Uh, the thing that is great about praise is the one we are praising. And when you begin to praise God, God inhabits the praises of his people, and there is a definite power that attends the hallelujah. Now, in the previous psalm, Psalm 148, we were praising God as creator. Do you remember all of the things connected to nature? In recent days in our world, I've heard people talking, referencing Mother Nature. That, that is not the way a child of God should speak. It's not Mother Nature we're talking about. It is our Father who is the creator of all of this. Every natural thing should drive you uh, to the greatness of God. So Psalm 148 was all about praising God as creator. But when you get to Psalm 149, did you hear the verses we read just a moment ago? We're not now not just praising him as creator. We're praising him as the king. That's very important because creator takes you back. It takes you all the way back to the beginning. But king, now that takes you all the way into eternity. So from eternity past to eternity future, we're praising our great God. I'm reminded of what the psalmist wrote in another place, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Literally, the word everlasting means vanishing point. From vanishing point to vanishing point, thou art God. Go all the way back to the beginning, before the creation, when everything vanishes, our God is there. Praise his holy name. And go all the way forward to when this world burns up and everything familiar vanishes, and guess what? God will still be there. Praise his holy name. We praise him from eternity past to eternity future. Uh, you can rewind to the beginning. You can fast forward to the end. And as both creator and king, he is our God. And here's the glorious thought. The creator and the king is my savior. Is he your savior? If he's not your savior, he can be. He wants to be. He will be. If at this moment you repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins like the Scripture says? Do you believe that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead like Scripture teaches? Well, if you believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, then surely you believe God could save you and forgive your sins and give you eternal life. Believe on him now. Put your faith in him now. Call upon him. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. You want something to praise God for? You'll have it in a moment. Uh, you can rejoice that your name is written down in heaven, that Christ has come to live inside of you. If he's not your Savior, trust him now. He'll save you today. If he is your Savior, then I hope you'll join me in this hallelujah today, praising God 
that he is not only creator and king, but he is savior. It is not just his power that is is revealed in scripture. It is his personal nature. It is not just that he is high. It is also that he is near. And so we say with the psalmist today, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. I'll leave you with this footnote today. Praise and power always go together. If today you'll lift up the Lord, you will see God at work. Remember what Jesus said, I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. Everywhere, anywhere, the Lord is exalted, the Lord is lifted high, the Lord is praised. Uh, The power of God will be seen and evidenced in a mighty way. We praise God because he's already shown his power. But as we praise God, the power of God is seen more and more and more. Yes, there is power in a hallelujah. And so I say today, praise ye the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We here at Enjoying the Journey are thankful for you, our listeners. It is always such an encouragement for us to hear how God is using the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. All of the resources we provide are free, all because of the support of listeners just like you. While we believe your tithes should be given to your local church, we are always grateful to have Christians from around the country to partner with us as God leads. All gifts are tax deductible. You can visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and click Donate in the upper right-hand corner. You can make a one-time investment or set up reoccurring gifts. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.